Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Litification Podcast. I'm your host, Mary, your spiritual guide, helping you awaken to your truth and advance on your spiritual journey. If you haven't listened to last week's episode on part one, please do so before this one. They go hand in hand. Same with the next two episodes this month. But Oh man, I hope you're ready for this episode. I think it may be my favorite topic to talk about because it shows how much spirituality interrelates with our relationships. Now, I don't want you to get too hung up on the word spirituality if that woo-woo stuff is not your thing. So if you don't like that, then you can just replace it with self-awareness. I promise I will try my best to not be all over the place. So Let's start with some definitions and the science aspect. According to VeryWellMind.com and our lovely friend, the internet, we're going to be talking about codependency. So definition-wise, codependency refers to a mental, emotional, physical, and or spiritual reliance on a partner, friend, family member, or experience. Codependency can come in all shapes and sizes and varying levels of severity. Foundationally, it is due to poor concept of self and poor boundaries, including an inability to have an opinion or say no, says Dr. Mark Mayfield, a licensed professor counselor. Dr. Exelberg also adds, codependency is a circular relationship in which one person needs the other person who in turn needs to be needed. The codependent person, known as the giver, feels worthless unless they are needed by and making sacrifices for the enabler, otherwise known as the taker. So we can take the role of either or, right? The giver or the taker. So we all know that to some degree, we're codependent in some way. Let's be honest, right? Whether that means feeling entitled at our job, that we should be treated better than others, in a romantic relationship where we based our self-worth on another person's love for us or a need for other people to like you in order to feel good about yourself. On social media, that can look like caring too much about the likes, the followers, or to a more extreme extent, it can also mean trying to rescue or fix someone, doing things that make you feel uncomfortable or feeling sorry for another person, even though they're the ones that hurt you. For me in the past, it was putting other people on a pedestal or struggling to find time for myself because most of my time went to my personal relationships, eventually me losing a sense of myself in them. I can go on and on, right? And codependency is really driven by a lack of self-awareness. Whenever we feel unconscious of our true selves and are driven by the ego, that's when we become a really easy target for this kind of specialness. And I talk about codependency first because it's a word that most of us know, but to bring it into spiritual terms, what I really mean is specialness. And the solution to all of this is self-awareness. Just like any other quote-unquote problem we have in life, right? I've said it a million times on this podcast, and I'll say it a million more, that we only suffer when we forget who we are. Through attachment and desires, because we feel that we are lacking, therefore needing something external to fulfill us. This is not a reason to blame ourselves or feel guilty, but rather 
see through our own conditioning. A lot of our behaviors were formed during our childhood, and it is only now, for a majority of us, that we're getting therapy, coaching, and really working on our mental health to break generational trauma. So please have compassion for yourselves because this ain't for the weak, and majority of us are going through it. It's a difficult process of releasing, and the healing never really ends because life is constantly teaching us something. Just because I'm spiritual doesn't mean that I'm perfect and no longer codependent. Of course, it comes up, but I know now what to do when it does because I know who I am. And this is also why we can't judge others, right? Maybe we see those patterns with our parents, family, and friends, where it's going to take more than a course or a book to heal because they've spent their whole lives unconsciously codependent. In last week's episode, I told you to write down the ways that you were taught love or ways that you know and desire love. And I briefly mentioned that for the longest time, I thought love meant sacrifice. Not only was it heavily emphasized in Christianity, but also my upbringing because it was the most apparent way my parents displayed love. It's all I knew. So how do we bring this into the theme of conscious divine love? What does unconditional love mean? Coming back to the internet's definition first, unconditional love is known as affection without any limitations or love without conditions. This term is sometimes associated with other terms such as true altruism or complete love. Each area of expertise has a certain way of describing unconditional love, but most will agree that it is that type of love which has no bounds and is unchanging. It means that you accept one's faults without judgment, while romantic love between two people is a means to love unconditionally, the concept of unconditional love refers to one or both individuals loving the other and expect nothing back. Let me repeat that. Unconditional love refers to one or both individuals loving the other and expecting nothing back. I think we can all admit that we think we know love and maybe even say that we unconditionally love our family or friends or partner. With this definition in mind, I want you to reflect if that's actually true. One day you can be head over heels over someone, but as soon as they piss you off, you become avoidant or angry. Or maybe that looks like saying, I did all of this, can't you see that I love you? And for my spiritual folks, the spiritual ego can say, my relationship is conscious, therefore it's better than yours. Now what does this say about how we see ourselves? That we desire to feel special because we see ourselves lacking. It says that how we see ourselves is how we see others. It says that I love myself because of my achievements and that my desires for wholeness are actually what's keeping me in bondage. So adding from last week's shadow work reflection, think of the ways you're making yourself and others special. Maybe if you're a parent, or you hold a grudge towards your parents, see how they are making you special or how you're making your kids special. Maybe it's the complete opposite, right? It's not necessarily just how you make yourself special being better than someone else, 
but maybe you make yourself special by holding on to victimhood, holding on to your source of pain, whether that looks like feeling self-pity for your sickness or being abused or being the outcast of your environment that no one understands, using your pain to get attention, to make you feel special. Get really deep with this exercise because victimhood and lack is the home where specialness reside. You cannot be selective with unconditional love. You either unconditionally love or you do not love at all. Every time you say I love you to someone or that you love an experience with conditions, it isn't true. Spiritual teacher Eckhart Tolle says, A genuine relationship is one that is not dominated by the ego with its image-making and self-seeking. In a genuine relationship, there is an outward flow of open, alert attention toward the other person in which there is no wanting whatsoever. No wanting whatsoever. Relationships do not cause pain and unhappiness. They bring out the pain and unhappiness that is already within you. Whenever we feel superior or inferior to anyone, that's the ego in you. And in addition to this, when we actually start to recognize the love that we are and we're healing, you might notice that you start losing friends or that the romantic relationship or whatever situationship you're in start to feel like it's no longer in alignment with your level of consciousness. I love Eckhart. He highlights your friends either go through this inner transformation with you or drift out of your life. Some relationships dissolve, others deepen. And how freaking true is that? The relationship you had in the past was perfect for your level of awareness. Relationships are gifts, right? They show us exactly what we need to heal in ourselves. But now we're leveling up and not everyone is going to come with. We outgrow people, our environment, and that's okay. No need to judge. Just notice that life is constantly moving and that the trajectory of your soul's path is forward in growth. If you're going through a challenging time right now and your ego is really suffering, let me hit you with another Eckhart quote. He says, Life will give you whatever experience is most helpful for the evolution of your consciousness. How do you know this is the experience you need? Because this is the experience you are having at this moment. So what does that mean? Stop resisting. Fully accept your present moment. That doesn't mean giving up. Rather, stop creating stories and judgments about your circumstance. What is it teaching you that you have the power? Sometimes you feel like you can actually suffer because you've forgotten that you're not the ego. When you get to a point where you realize that, holy shit, I know who I am. I am a spitting perfect image of the divine beyond form, beyond the body, beyond the ego, beyond the labels I thought I identified with. That awareness of yourself is so clear that you end up not wanting specialness at all. So if you've based your life priority on how you look or your achievements, guess what? The ego is going to want more and nothing will ever be enough for it. So you're going to be spending your whole life worrying about other people's opinions about you and that's so exhausting. 
Other sneaky ways that it can come up is maybe you're in a relationship and are super protective that you feel like you own your partner, your child, your friends, your environment. That if anyone else thinks that your partner is attractive, then you get angry or jealous because being with them is giving you a sense of specialness that you don't want taken from you. Anytime you feel the need to defend yourself is a sign of codependency or specialness because we defend that which makes us feel special. Any opinions or psychological threats that makes us inferior. And obviously this doesn't apply to physical danger. Like by all means, if you need to defend yourself because you're going to be physically hurt, please do so. But psychologically speaking, why do you want to defend? Be honest with yourself. Anything that needs defense you do not want because it indicates strengthening a false sense of self, your ego. So let's be realistic. We're not going to be perfect in terms of every day not getting triggered because we need triggers as our teachers. But the fundamental solution to start mastering your mind in healing these unhealthy patterns is deep self-awareness. And guess what? If you commit to this, your energy shifts and you impact those around you by being a full embodiment of authentic self-worth, your divine expression. You're not going to start preaching to your family and friends and partner that they don't actually unconditionally love you. You show it first by recognizing the love that you are and seeing them just as whole, perfect, and complete. You're not responsible for anyone's path. They can be unconscious to their patterns, but it doesn't affect you because you know it's not real. You know they're just acting out of their conditions. This doesn't mean giving in and participating in toxic situations. You know, if it's hindering you, the loving thing to do would not participate or get some kind of guidance or help. But that's why I place the importance of doing the inner work. You attract what you are. Law of Attraction 101. You think that if you start expanding your awareness and increasing your vibration, your soul would want unhealthy people and environments? No, it's a full body hell no. So your body not only physically rejects it, but spiritually, your soul is incapable of staying in something that is not of the same frequency as love. You can choose to be conscious and still interact with unconscious people. But that relationship usually doesn't last very long because love only knows love and you are that. So unless you stop operating from the ego or victim consciousness, you're only getting a glimpse of what's actually available to you. Another quote from Eckhart Tolle because he's so fire. The primary cause of unhappiness is never the situation but thought about it. Be aware of the thoughts you are thinking. Separate them from the situation which is always neutral. It is as it is. So anytime you feel lack, which is unhappiness, it's because of the reality you give your thoughts about your life situation. That's the point we start to desire, therefore look for ways to feel special because we forget our wholeness. So what does this say about relationships we see in the world? that most of them are ego-based specialness. Is this a bad thing? 
No, because our experiences in life teach us that anything coming from the ego eventually ends because it's transient. So sooner or later, that boss-employee relationship or your connection with your spouse start to reveal its true colors, which then allows further healing that either deepens or ends that connection. Now, I'm not here to be like, you should break up with your partner because your love isn't really true love. No, absolutely not. There's obviously a connection there and there's lessons there, but it's my encouragement for you to explore your relationship with yourself that's causing you to project and desire external forms for fulfillment. Only from there can you honestly, wholeheartedly feel the sacredness of your being. And once that starts to exude from the inside out, it's only natural that you begin to feel oneness and unity with everything and everyone around you. Behind the conditions of every living being that exists in the one eternal loving consciousness that we are a part of, an extension of the divine. No one better or less than, but rather equal. That's the reality we're stepping into, so say yes to this now. No more tainted love, specialness, or infatuation. We want the real stuff because we deserve nothing less. Next week, I'm going to cover how to turn special relationships into divine connections and ways to deepen into the state of unconditional love. It is Valentine's Day soon, so this is perfect if you really want to deepen your connection with yourself and to the people around you. There's so much more to this, so if you have any questions or topics you want me to mention in future episodes, please DM or email me, screenshot and tag me on Instagram at It's Mary Q and at Soul Litification Podcast, and please share this with your family, friends, and anyone who you believe needs to hear this episode because it is so important. Becoming the best version of ourselves first begins with our awareness because we cannot change that which we are not aware of. So let's get this message out. Thank you so much for listening. Know that when you commit yourself to sacred work, the path will unfold naturally before you. The light in me sees the light in you. You are such a blessing. Namaste. Namaste.